Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Well, welcome here. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. I want to ask you a question. Have you been in a place at work where you just know something is not good for your mindset or it's very difficult and you're struggling with it? Well, today I want to I want to put a title on this conversation that we're going to have. It's going to be called How to Maintain a Wellness Mindset at Work Even in Difficult Times. As you know, as a conflict analyst and coach, I came to this work really from that background of as and lenses as a conflict analyst. And I see a lot of situations and I'm privy to a lot of information that my clients will share with me that they're going through and they're struggling with. And it's just, it's impacting their mindset. And I want to encourage you. I want you to know that You can identify those things and you can work through them because work, it's, it requires some work. It, it doesn't happen overnight, but if you put the effort and you put the time, you can do it and don't expect perfection from yourself. All of us from time to time, we're going to go off track. We're going to do something that's out of character or something that we regret. That's okay. Get back on track and know who you are and believe in yourself. And that's what's key and what's important. The challenge thing is when you become so completely out of touch with who you are and you consistently take actions and create patterns of behavior that doesn't, that shows something completely different from what you want to be. And even then you can move yourself back. So let's delve deep into some of the things I'm talking about. So you may be at work and you have a difficult bus. You have a difficult relationship with with your boss. You're not getting along. You have, you know, the other day in my class, one of the leaders said, I am struggling every time this employee says something or brings something to the table or it opens his or her mouth. I get that negative energy. I don't feel optimistic. I, I'm already programmed for a battle. I'm already programmed to not hear positively, to not see that person in a favorable light. How do I move past that? How do I shift that? How do I get to a different place? And you know what? We all have those things in our life and none of us are going to walk through our lives without encountering something that's going to change our perspective. And so when those times come, we have to be willing to shift. But there are certain steps, you know, to want to do something and to say we're going to do it is very different from actually doing it. So I get the question, it's asked, Joyce, how do I do it? And how do I do it consistently? And how do I get myself back on track 
when I stop doing what I'm supposed to do, when I face those difficult situations and I just want to rant and rave and scream and say, ah, it's too much. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be at work anymore. I don't want to work here. I don't like my boss. I don't like my coworker. I, we don't get along. This work is, is not feeding my soul. The environment in my workplace is toxic. The changes we are now expected to make are inhumane. The workload is too much. The changes make no sense. Those things are part of the reality for many, many, many people in the workplace. And so how do you go through? The cutbacks are difficult to deal with. I don't want to tell customers and clients that they no longer have services. I, it breaks my heart to take these services and, and these pieces away from, from our clients and customers. To tell them that we can no longer afford to offer these things. And it's difficult. Yes, it is hard. Because you love the people you work with or you want to love and be compassionate and understanding with your customers. But circumstances change and times change. And as we, as our world change, as our situation changes, as things become more difficult, we have to make tough changes. And we have to live with those situations. And yes, we still need to work. So how do we work in spite of that? So I have put some steps behind here that I want to share with you. It's when something feels difficult at work, it's important to assess what makes it difficult. What exactly makes it difficult right now? What is it about it that makes it feel difficult? Is it, it feels heavy? Is it a burden on my heart? Is it physically tiring? Is it mentally challenging? We need to identify. Sometimes we use the word difficult and we blanket everything with the word difficult. And difficult itself, it's a heavy word. It brings on a heavy connotation. And so when we paste something in the word difficult, we, we, you know, we, we use it to color our lens of how we're going to watch or look at someone like a, a, a customer, a client, an employee. Someone we supervise, a co-worker, a boss. How we label that person under the cloak of difficulty can be a matter of maintaining your wellness or making yourself sick. And it's important because we have to strive daily to maintain a wellness mindset at work. You have to come to work and you have to spend seven hours at work with the people you work with. How then can you continue on with a mindset that's, that's pulling away from you, taking away from your energy, preventing you from moving forward? It's going to impact you in the long run. So it's important to assess what makes it difficult. Do not give that label away easily. Don't give it away without recognizing the, the consequences. When you look at something as difficult or someone as difficult, you're saying, 
I am going to have a tough time every time I encounter that person. And I am going to accept that as my lot. And I am going to approach it every single time I approach that person. I encounter that person. I encounter that situation. It is going to be difficult. And if you are prepared to do that, then you can go ahead and label that. So if you think about it, are there times that it's not difficult? Are there times that it is okay? Are there times where, you know what, it wasn't that bad? So take a look at those times and ask yourself, what did I do then? How did I approach the situation? What mindset did I go into that meeting with? What? What was the approach that shifted the energy that allowed me to have a better experience than I had before? So that is very powerful because if you understand our mind, our mind is all about organizing, right? It's organizing our relationship and our energy flow. And if we program it right, it's going to do that organizing in a better way. And we can organize that energy flow and our relations in a way that benefits us. So we're not always on the losing side. We're not having to expend so much energy and fighting for everything because if we switch on the power of our mindset and start organizing, because remember, the mind is emergent, right? It, it takes in information externally, internally. None of us, none of us can ever understand how a situation impacts someone's mind. We don't have a magic wand to see what that is. It's an internal process that's affected by external realities. But it is self-organizing, right? And it's not a static process. It's emergent, right? It's bringing on new information. It's looking at the, what's the past history. It is consistently self-organizing, right? And... As that happens, we need to let our mind regulate the flow of energy. And we need to take on more of a conscious effort in our mindset so that we're regulating the positive energy, the wellness, right? Positive wellness energy so that we can work, live, and play well. So think about that. When you assess the issue, step two, you're, you're looking for that information and you're bringing in that information, you're assessing, you're taking that external and you're bringing it in and your mind is organizing and it's regulating. And then you have the opportunity to regulate. That's by changing your perspective. Bringing on new lenses with which to see the situation gives you an advantage so you can stay on the realm of wellness and keep that wellness mindset. If you keep giving your power away to a pre-labeling 
by already putting out an energy, right? If you regulate that energy and relationship, that energy you bring into your relationship, if you are regulating it and you want to keep it static, even though your mind is emergent, you're hurting your own self. So you have to take responsibility to let that regulation be emergent. Let it be, let it happen. Let it, let it be fresh and new. Every encounter with that person should be hopeful, should be expectant, should be you should go in with a positive energy and what I call a wellness mindset. Now, this thing competencies, and as you know, I talk a lot about the, 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 the nine wellness competencies that, that I teach under the, the wellness mindset competency framework. We need to think about that integrity, staying integral to who you are. It's so important because if you give away your power, you're not staying in, in integrity to who you are. Very, very important, right? And then that will help you to respond appropriately. You have to do that. I, I have been practicing this myself. And whenever I step out of integrity, whenever I take on what other people are wanting me to think or feel about myself, I don't respond appropriately. I have to come back because as I said earlier, the mind is going to take on it's, it's affected by the external energy plus the internal. So it's a constant emergent, constant self-regulation, right? And it's very important for us to pay attention to that. And so one of the other things that you want to do is make good decisions. And again, you need to practice what we call responsible communication, and uh, integrity, emotional balance, you really, really need to practice that self-mastery. When we let go of our integrity, it's very easy to not practice self-mastery and our communication doesn't become responsible. So it's important to come back and put them all together. And this is not something that you do once and never do again. This is something that some of us have to continually do in because if we slip, we go all the way down. So it's important to put on those pieces and build those competencies in your life consistently. Whenever you think you're arrogant and I don't need it, you're going to find yourself, hey, I've fallen off the wagon. It's like AA, right? You need to be consistently managing those those nine competencies just as you would in a 12-step program is maintaining that. The other competency is engagement, staying engaged, staying engaged in your mindset, staying engaged in your, in your, in your perception, staying engaged in your relationships and, and your interaction. That's having compassion and understanding for others. Because once you stop doing that, you don't relate. That energy flow, it's not, you're not regulating that energy flow in a balanced way. So you're going with presupposition, you're going with ideas, you're going with negative thoughts, and the energy flow is not, it's not going to be working on your behalf. It's a science. And we have to get better at it. And I'm I'm determined to get so good at it. Every time I fall on my face, I get back up and I start from scratch and I go back on. And as I get better at it, then I teach it. 
because it's emergent. It's a constant thing. And as we fall flat on our face, we need to get back up and learn more. And then we teach again. So that's how we do it. We keep doing it and we keep moving. And the, the, the resilience part of it is not giving up. Right. Because one of the competencies is capacity building, recognizing we have the capacity. When you say to be Joyce, I can't don't know how much of this I can take. I can't this one. Well, part of that is resilience. I'm asking, what are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you studying? What were you growing? That's all part of the growth process that's going to catapult you forward. That's going to help your mind and helping that wellness and then recognizing the interdependence, how interdependent we are of each other. I think in COVID-19, we've had a huge shock as a human, humanity, to recognize how, how interdependent we are. Everything we do impacts another person and ourselves. And it came home really, really heavy with us. And it's the same in your workplace. You are interdependent. We are interdependent in the workplace. And so we have to maintain that. And then, of course, it's that innovation and creativity is the next one that we talk about. And then we go into vibrancy. It gives you that sense of vibrancy when you're not thinking that everything is overwhelming and, and it's difficult and you, it's light, it's free. And you can start building trust because you're not going in with preconceived ideas about that person. You're freeing yourself of the past and you're moving forward. And that's what gives us resilience. And that's how we grow. And that's how we deal with those difficult situations. And we maintain a wellness mindset, even in difficult times at work. Because I know post-COVID-19, it's going to be even more difficult. And some of the challenges you're telling me you're facing as leaders, as, as, as team leaders, as employees, as, as managers, you're going to tell me more. There's going to be more challenges, new and different kinds of challenges that we're going to be facing and if we stop labeling them as difficult and if we stop seeing them as heavy and weighty and we go in with that sense of creativity and curiosity and capacity building and vibrancy, then we're going to be resilient and it's not going to be, we're going to be able to self-regulate and we're going to maintain our wellness mindset so that we can leave work at the end of the day or we can finish our seven hour work if we're working remotely and say, wow, I gave it my best shot. And I get to do it another time. And that's the beauty of it. Because it's emergent. It's continuing. And we're never done until we're truly done. I'm glad that you were here with me. If you're excited about this, if this stretches your mind or pushes your envelope in any way, you can connect with us at interpersonalwellness.com. And uh, check out our wellness competencies and the, the programs we offer and uh, I do a wellness mindset coaching session once a month. And you can sign up for that wellness coaching, mindset coaching session with me. We talk about all of these things. We, we look at exploring the wellness mindset. And it's, it's all about my wellness mindset. So join us and uh, learn, coach, grow as we explore this interesting and curious world that we live in as, as humanity. Joyce Edison here. I look forward to talking with you. Bye now. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce Edison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guest, 
and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com, where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.